Hello, and thank you for tuning in to today's episode. It's your favorite Asian chatterbox. Yeah, that's right. Your girl and host, Elizabeth. On the show, you'll listen to people I interview share how they live their lives to the fullest. You might even hear some funny stories of nights we wish we could forget. Before I even start, don't forget to follow my Instagram page at bloomingwith.mei and share your favorite episodes with family and friends. All right, now let's begin our journey together. Hey, it's your girl Liz coming back to you as always. Today we're going to go over the topic of the schooling system. Today we have the special guest, Kelly, and we are going to talk about it because of the fact that we've also talked in school and we met in school. So Kelly's a super good friend of mine and we've known each other since college. It all started on a sunny Tuesday and... I go into a classroom that's full of kids and mythology. I think it was Greek mythology to pre- to be precise about it. And I saw this nice looking blonde chick and the only open seat was next to her. So I just asked very kindly if I could sit next to her. And the next thing you know, I'm copying her microscopic text, her writing. And... The only reason is because I wanted to have some days that I didn't go to school because I was quote-unquote sick. So ever since that, Kelly and I have been friends, and she's been my personal no BS friend for quite some time, and she's also the person I go to for some advice, and Kelly has taken me on some hikes and has fed me some really good pasta. She even hung up a mirror for me because I, she just loves me so much. Um, so thank you, Callie, for being here today. I'm excited for us to talk about the schooling system. Um, so do you want to say hey? How's it going? I'm Callie. I'm Lizzie's quote-unquote boyfriend, fill-in boyfriend, until she found one of her own. And yeah, we kind of, there was definitely a bunch of different topics that we could have talked about, but I think the school system is a good one, especially since we met in a school system in college, and that's kind of how we became friends. So just kind of here to talk about the school systems, how it's brought up, and what it's different, what's different for the university versus a community college versus high school and whatnot. Oh, that's right. I forgot you went over. I mean, I did remember you went over to Missoula for a while because it was harder for me to see you. For two years, yeah. Oh, duh. So what did you feel like the community college offered more than it did at the university? Well, I'd say for anything, community colleges are usually a lot smaller and they're more based off of a smaller town and community and so you get less people there. And so you have pretty high qualified teachers that are showing up to teach a much smaller class for the most part and a broader subject and so you get a lot more one-on-one it's a lot more personable and the teachers might feel more comfortable to kind of go off script a little bit so I really enjoyed the community college versus the university just because you have a lot more of a personal touch to the teachers that said I also went to community college outside of COVID time and so Right at the last semester, I hit COVID, 
how to finish online and then I went to the university for COVID. And so I didn't really have any interaction in person for quite a while. Because hmm. I think I remember some of my other friends that went to the university as well and they talked about it just felt like they're just trying to filter in kids and then filter out kids and then some of the times when you're being taught by one of the college students it was harder to understand it because it felt as if not a lot of those people understood the material as well as professor would have. Yeah for sure you get a bunch of assistant teachers who are usually students in the graduate program program coming in to learn a little bit more on the teaching ways of the education and they aren't always the best fit for a class and sometimes they're left to grade and they might not always be um, creative with their grading and their concepts they have a bit more of the structure of the school still in them but yeah I don't know it's kind of hard to say it's very preferential to people and coming in as I did as a transfer student I was in smaller classes more directed at what I want to learn so it's a bit different for people that go in not knowing what they're doing and just going out of high school. So do you feel like the prepping FVCC was a lot better for people to maybe who don't know what they want to do and then go from there? For sure I would definitely recommend people go to community college if they want to go to a university to figure out what they want and to get the feel of things but if they're not sure that they want to continue school, go to community college or just take a break. It's a bit of a waste of money just to go into a university, realize that you don't really want to be there and you're just going to mess around for the first year or so, to put it lightly. so Right. And I heard a lot of people who fear, I mean, not, I wouldn't say fear, I guess, but a lot of the people who do take a year off right after high school, they just never go back. Oh, yeah, definitely. And nowadays, you don't really need to go to school. I mean, I talked about in some of my notes that um, school is really idolized now, especially since we're no longer in our ranching and farming communities where the students go in between working in the morning and working in the afternoon to going all day, all day long for the most part, until they're out of high school. And so that's a good majority of their lives that they're going to education and then there's a lot of push after high school to go into college and we really don't need that nowadays with how much opportunity there there is to just make the income that you're looking to get without having the education for it right self-education out there because a lot of the jobs that are out there right now are pretty much on job training so you can get paid for the job that you're going to be in kind of thing Do you feel like the schooling system pretty much just preps you to work a nine-to-five kind of job and it's like a lot of mindless things? Because I can tell you from high school, there's not a lot of things I remember. Yeah, a lot of it is more old-school ideas, to say the least. I mean, a lot of it's just memorize this the exact way that we want you to work through a program uh, problem such as with math they teach you a very specific way and they don't really want you to diverge from that way they're teaching you and then you remember it for the test and then you write it all down for the test and then you forget it and go on to the next chapter memorize that and forget it and so it's a lot of regurgitation and then it doesn't really promote short it promotes short-term memorization but it doesn't promote long-term application right I feel like 
I took a Spanish class thinking I'm going to know it all. I mean, I used it shortly in the vaqueros that I used to work at for four years. And the important thing is Puerto Alabana, like where's the bathroom? And um, to eat is like comer. So. <laughs> Something like that. <laughs> Como te llamas? What's your name? The important things. So that was something that I use today, I guess, but it's not something that I, it's important. Just like American government that I took in high school as a senior, I don't think I could tell you all the amendments of uh, what we have. Oh yeah, that was probably my least favorite class. <laughs> I did horribly in that class. And I was in the AP class. Oh my goodness. Just because, you know, you think it looks good to take like an advanced class, but really it, it doesn't really tell you much, especially that's not something I'm interested in. Right. What and do you think it does to those kind of people, though? Like, when you're, there's, like, the normal people who take the normal classes, but then there's the advanced to place people that you're talking about. Like, is there really a difference between, is it, like, look good on college applications kind of thing? Well, those AP classes, they usually have, like, a standardized test, standardized test right at the end that applies to college. And so if you take that test and you want to take that test, you don't have to, then you don't have to take that class in college because sometimes it's transferable. And so sometimes that counts as a college credit in high school and therefore it's one less class you have to take. Oh, okay. But since I never took any of my AP tests because it was senior year (laughs) of high school, (laughs) there was just no reason for me to take that aside from, well, this will look good in my high school transcript. That really doesn't make a difference in anything right but yeah and I mean there is a bit of a difference between the AP classes and the regular classes we were definitely learning a lot more of the gritty details so to speak of the subject rather than just the common class the general class just because you know the teachers were different it was different material it was kind of assumed that the kids would be a little bit more of a work ethic so that it definitely was a bit of a different setting i feel like in the ap classes like i knew some friends that took it in high school and they talked about how they just had to learn all this material quicker than what we had to learn it in the normal classes is that something that you guys had to do too yeah That's i think much. they threw some material at you a lot more in advance than it was more fast moving mm-hmm. just put it lightly from what I remember, it was quite a while ago. <laughs> Senior year so far away. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. You know I'm coming up with my tenure here, like, next year, right? Really? Wow. 2024, because I graduated in 2014. Yeah, I guess that's been about six years for me, at least. Six or seven, so. Some fundamental issues that you think that schooling has for the kids nowadays till the time that you're in school, because... As far as I know, in high school, I, like, what stands in my mind is a lot of the bullying, There, uh, like, there's a football star player who bullied me all the time, and they're, uh, the teachers treated him a lot differently, you know, like, if I went up to them and was like, oh, so-and-so's bullying me, they're like, eh, we can't really do anything because they're a starter in football, so why would we discipline them in any cost? That's the only thing that I really stood out to me in my mind and of course your social groups I never understood the cliques either you know you have your preppy people and you like I just felt as if everyone should just be friends with everyone because we're all going to end up in the same boat I think there's a ton of problems just 
in that lower level education, just because it is all standardized outside of the Montessori schools, but it's all based around school politics and athletic politics. I mean, the school is based on athletics and you definitely see a difference in the way that the top sports treated, say baseball players or football players. It's usually males over females and it's usually the bigger sports over the smaller sports depending on the school, of course, but yeah, and I mean, those clicks are going to happen regardless. They happen outside of high school, they happen during high school, or any school environment, and it's just, it's going to happen, but it's definitely a lot more prevalent because I think they're getting supported in the way that they're treating other kids, or a lot of people just might just look away and let it happen without wanting to acknowledge it, and I was on the sports side of that. I mean, I played soccer, so I could see a lot of the clicks happening and I wasn't necessarily bullied at all but I could definitely see from the bullied perspective how it could be just since I didn't really appreciate any of the people I played with for soccer I definitely saw a lot of their true colors outside of you know the sport itself right um I think I mean tennis was cool <laughs> I uh, was varsity in tennis, but I mean, like you're saying, basketball is your number one, soccer is your number one, people pay attention to that, uh, I think it's basketball, oh, and speech and debate, speech and oh, yeah. b- debate isn't a sport, but everyone was, you know, like if you're in speech and debate, you're pretty cool, I never was in that, because one, I didn't feel as if I had a competitive heart to be in a speech kind of thing and plus there's a lot of times where I had one of my friends she would go and go to the classes and present her speech and it's all stuff which it sounded really interesting but I don't think they were able to pick their topic of what they were wanting to talk about so I feel as if in high school if I wasn't passionate about the topic I just didn't really care to learn it yeah exactly and that's one of the things I hit on is it doesn't support passion and adventure into unknown territory and it doesn't support you know confidence building in people really it's kind of a stick in the mud at this point and you know same thing for the speech and debate or a lot of other clubs such as that is there's people that might not be comfortable and if they try to go out for something like that they just have a huge wave of influence from everyone already in that little clique and it doesn't really support newcomers especially if they're not quick to pick up on things or quick to make influence on things and it really depends on the instructors and so you get just kind of not to put it too darkly but like a soul-sucking environment I think, like, it was nice being a senior, though, because you could pick the early work classes where you start at, like, what, 7.15 or something, and then you just left school early. That was really nice because it's exactly what you're saying. You're inside brick walls. You just sit there. In my mind, I felt really mindlessly go to each classroom and just get by, pretty much. And it was just nicer to be not there. Yeah, definitely. I don't I don't think we had the option of showing up early, but a lot of people did try to get all their main credits out of the way with immediately, and then they were able to just leave early. 
and off of, you know, yeah, the brick, bricked in building that was all square. I hit upon that and kind of the way I would like fixing the system. Yeah. So kind of to go off of that second question and your questionnaire you did on Facebook or Instagram, whichever it was, the way I would fix the systems and that I believe that they would benefit from is a separation between the school and the athletics to potentially help mitigate bias. I mean, a lot of the teachers in my system were also coaches, and so mm. the teachers would be gone for games, and they definitely treat their own players a lot differently. And I think that definitely could take away from a learning environment, and they might not always be there for the education part if they're there for the sport part over that. And so I think a separation between those two would be a lot more helpful. I know the the president, what's the principal of our school, he was a big football player and they actually tried to fire a teacher so they could hire a coach instead Whoa. to take that position. And that was kind of a big scandal. And so I think just nixing that to begin with would be a great idea. It would just kind of help a lot of other people as well as the education. I think the learnings, so the education should be more broad and gathered outside of a standard textbook where all sides could be considered. Because if you remember our history classes, it's all from the white perspective. I mean, it's all from a very sheltered American perspective on events and it doesn't provide you the full information and doesn't provide you a bunch of different perspectives from who else was involved. And I think it's really important to consider that. And it's important for kids to grow up knowing that there's alternative sides to a problem or an issue or a history that they should be also considering if they're trying to do anything with it. I think languages should be included outside of French and Spanish since that's all that was offered at our class. And I think it should be consistently taught throughout the whole school system. So from elementary school all the way up through high school. And it should be one of the main curriculums. And addition to the language, it should include sign language. Oh, I've always wanted to learn sign language. Yeah, it's, it's a, a very handy tool and it's extremely inclusive to people that are uh, deaf. Well, I feel like you guys had, from Whitefish, you guys have had more of the opportunities to take different classes compared to the Columbia Falls because Columbia Falls, I feel like, as far as I remember, just offered straight Spanish, period. There's no French. There's no German. You know, I think it would be cool to even learn Mandarin and, like, mm -hmm. all those things because not that Mandarin's, like, super out there and you, like, my whatever, but... I think sign language is a great opportunity for people to learn because um, it's like you're saying, you could use it even for like babies and infants. Like that's another way that you can communicate with your baby who can't use speech quite yet. So. Yeah, definitely. And I think there are, they are into plenty. <laughs> uh, what's the word I'm looking for? <laughs> <laughs> they are doing it. A lot more than what they did when we were in school. Oh, okay. And there is a Spanish class. It's only Spanish that I'm aware of. There is a Spanish class being taught at the elementary level in Whitefish. But it's really not enough. And I know that um, the United States is a small continent that's very sheltered from the rest of the world. I mean, all we have is Canada and South America. And we're not very 
kind to either of those places. And so we really need to be more inclusive, which is the languages that we learn, regardless of our uh, where we're situated on the map. Because it's going to help in the long run. Because like you said, it's very um, based off the white species, you know, like the white ethnicity. Do you feel like even in our schools we're well diverse? Because I know when I went to Columbia Falls, I was maybe five, number five of the whole school of being Asian, the fifth Asian in the whole school kind of thing. Um, do you feel like the diversity is becoming better and people are being more accepting of other ethnic groups or how do you feel on that part? Well, that's a whole other subject you can hit upon. Diversity is very situated on a location as well. I mean, Montana's not a very diverse state to begin with. <laughs> it's very old school, and so you're going to get a lot more of the old school thinking towards diversity and race in the area. And so there's no harping on not having diverse school systems when there's no way to diversify the school systems outside of like shipping people over here <laughs> of a different ethnicity. And so I it's hard to say I wouldn't be able to say much on that one aside from Montana's just not a very diverse place. Thing to hit upon that I think would really help is a more hands-on approach should be taken while learning that applies to real world scenarios. So kind of what you were saying about those people wanting to do budgets and household management and whatnot, I hit upon that as well as people should be allowed to participate in farms and greenhouses as they're growing up to get a chemistry background, a health background on what to grow and what to eat and how to grow it. This will help promote self-reliance and survival skills. And learning how to do a budget and money management is extremely important. I mean... All we learned how to do, from what I could remember, is how to balance a check and nobody uses checks anymore. And it's very simple. And so I think just getting onto Excel and teaching people how to make a budget and how to change it and set it up would be extremely beneficial. Just for even, I might even benefit them at that time, but especially for their adult lives, just to know how to manage money. And teaching micro and macroeconomics from a younger age would be very helpful because that's what our society is based on. I mean, it's all an economic-based society. Money is really the ringleader of the society, and it's very apparent. So knowing how that works at a younger age would be very beneficial, especially since I took that in college and it was hard for me to kind of grasp because that's not where my interests really lie. I'm more of the traditional let's trade to survive. <laughs> so trade my hat. Having for... <laughs> a money-based society wasn't easy for me to grasp, especially since that's what is running everything. And so I think teaching it from a younger age would help allow people more like me to understand it better and learn how to work the system a little bit more, so to speak. Right, because I'm, what, I'm 27 now, and I'm still learning how to... I don't do my taxes quite yet by myself, but, um, you know, the budgeting thing and the, I mean, I paid my own car off, which is great, but I mean, it's exactly learning how to say, oh, you make, for example, say if I made $500, okay, how do I make that $500 last till my next paycheck and also save money into a savings account? You know, I've had my, I've had really good friends be very 
blessed in the fact that they saved their money all in high school and they've bought in their own house, you know, and that's great. Or I've had friends that are still saving their money now and if they wanted to, if the market was better, they could go buy a house right now. But um, me in high school, I did not do that, you know. I lived up the high school years of, oh, my friends wanted to go out and eat. I just got to put like $5 in the gas tank and we can go somewhere and just, you know, lived up my youth that way. And I, I don't know if I feel as if I regret it now in my adulthood, but I definitely have some like, well, I should have saved that money that I spent in high school, but then maybe I wouldn't have the high school fun that I did back then kind of thing. So it's a, feels like a double-edged sword. Yeah, for sure. And I mean, we got to consider that it's a completely different economy now from when we graduated. I mean, I can tell you I had a good amount saved through high school, but that all went to college. It's gone. It went to groceries. It went to rent. It went to paying bills when I wasn't able to get enough income while I was also going to school. They That's a terrible setup for people. It, it's extremely stressful. It's not going to work unless you pull all-nighters trying to do homework while you're working double shifts at restaurants. I mean, that's the only way you can really survive and still make rent and groceries. And so all my savings are gone, and now it's really expensive just to get groceries and gas, and that's what all the expenses are right now. It's kind of outrageous, and not even to mention that the housing market's completely out of, like, our grasp. It's all, it's all there for the people coming in with money from, with city money. I mean, if you and I wanted to buy a place anywhere in the valley, it's going to be way too much. We won't be able to afford it. Right. And I can't remember. It was a couple years ago. One of my girlfriends was talking about how she was doing this loan because she's a loan processor and stuff like that. And she did this loan for a house that is not even an acre yard or anything. And it's this little itty bitty house. And here in the valley, it sold for over $600,000. And when you look at it, if you knew what house it was, you would look and be like, that's not even worth that much. Like, are you getting a pool inside your house? Does it come with its own house services? Because that's what you would think if you're paying for that much, I swear. Uh, But, and now the houses that I've looked on the market recently are about like 200K, but it's just a rundown mobile home, you know what I mean? But again, it just makes me feel very like, oh, maybe I should have saved money in high school because maybe when the market does get better, I could have. But, meh, I don't know. Yeah, I'm not sure how much good it would have done you. But <laughs> sucks. <laughs> it would have sucked. <laughs> yeah, I mean, might as well live it up when you can. Great. There's been talk about homeschooling, too, because that's another thing I brought up. Um, I asked one of my other girlfriends, I was like, so, like, I knew you went to high school, or you went to high school for a while, but then you moved over to homeschooling, and I just needed to recall in that story, and it just was because she got bullied so much in high school that homeschooling was just more beneficial for their mental health. I felt like, and a lot of the times, too, I feel a lot of the homeschooled kids have more knowledge and they actually retain that stuff compared to some of us public school kids. Yeah, definitely. And that falls into the standardization of school. Mm -hmm. It's all focused on one way of learning and one way of regurgitating everything you learned. Homeschooling is a lot more personable and is a lot more kind of on your own time. And so 
it's up to the parents, really. There's pros and cons to it. If you homeschool up to a certain age and then go into high school, they usually do that for socialization because you're not getting that much socialization when you're at home all the time getting your education unless you're traveling the whole time while you're doing it or playing some sports or something like that. And they do have kind of their own little clique. But if you go in to homeschooling, you can learn a lot more. You can learn at your own pace and you can learn the way that you're going to learn the best. And so it's really good self-pacing. It's really good for figuring out how you learn the best and you can implement a lot of different material. Some of it is, you know, you follow the guidelines, except you can go outside of the guidelines without really much uh, slap on the wrist. And so it does promote a lot of self-growth. It promotes a lot of self-education and it helps people kind of learn a lot better in their own way rather than being in school, sitting at a desk in a very small classroom and trying to learn the way that they are trying to teach everyone else. Right. What else do you have on your handy dandy? Yeah. Marino? It's kind of, it falls along the same thing. I said just alternative processes to learning. You know, I think they should allow for teaching different ways in schools just to incorporate that there's not just one way to teach something. Like, math for sure is a big subject and chemistry is a big subject that they really just teach only one way. And if you don't understand it that way, you have to go get help somewhere else. Or they put you in, like, what they call a special class. (laughs) I was in a special class. Yeah, and it's just, it's demeaning for the students there. And it's just because you might not learn as easily as other people do and it just needs to be taught a different way or you need a different process, a different um, time frame to learn something. And so it's not very supportive of people that can't learn in a standardized setting, which really isn't most people. That's just kind of how they were raised from an elementary standpoint. Everything's standardized. And I think it's interesting that you say that too because like I was saying, I was in a special class. That special class meant reading. I wasn't, I think I could read well, but either I read too fast and I didn't comprehend it, or I just couldn't comprehend the material that I was reading. Cause it's just, for me, it was just, I read words. That was it. Did I care about the storyline? No. <laughs> so. Yeah. So there was no passion in it. They were mm-hmm. just forcing you to do something you didn't want to do or to read something you didn't want to read. Right. And so there's no personal touch to it. And that's what the whole school system is. And I mean, my last point is it's the setting, the learning environment. It's not very supportive learning environment when you're stuck in like a brick building or just walls upon walls of places. I think there should be sitting areas incorporated into the schooling and different learning areas that have like inside outdoor, inside outside accessibility and they have plants and water features and something that people can interact with and just get a different setting other than square walls and some plexiglass walls that people can fold up and back and just odd art that has to be okayed by the principal. It needs to be, you know, more of a personalized setting where people feel comfortable to learn. I just wonder, like, what high school really prepares you for. I feel like it only prepares you for a social life in some sort of aspect. A lot of the people said 
they found their significant other, they found friends through high school, but I mean, other than that, it doesn't sound as if the education really stuck to anyone. Yeah, the whole, that lower level education's hard, man. It's like a trial for the whole time. (laughs) You just... In a courtroom the entire time, getting judged by teachers, getting judged (laughs) by other students, and, I mean, you're going through life changes at that point, you hit puberty, and you're not sure how to handle it, and it's all just, like, a no-no zone for so many other subjects. I mean, they don't really promote healthy education on just, like, your personal body, like, what happens with that. There's no talk about that, and so it's just, it's very closed in for all those education systems and I think in part that kind of helps prepare you for life knowing that there's always going to be that bully there's always going to be friends that come and go there's always going to be someone that you're going to click with and someone that's going to provide you some form of information and support but it's not going to be consistent and you're going to go through some hard times and so I think those systems are good as just like a turmoil trial period to kind of help prepare you in some ways for just how hard society could be in some respects. But education-wise, no, it doesn't teach you much. (sighs) High school definitely taught me that life is not always fair, for sure. Because it's like you study for this education all night, all day. And then you still fail it because you can't, like you were saying, recurgitate the information that they feed you. Yeah, I mean, there's both sides of the spectrum. I was great at memorizing (laughs) and spewing it out for a short time. I mean, they made me really good at that. But did I hold on to any of that in the long term? No, it was all short-term memorization. And it definitely didn't help me in that respect. And so there's some people that struggled with memorizing it and spewing it out and those standardized test forms, so they failed. But that's really not you failing the subject, that's them failing you as an education system. Right, and that brings a good point, too. I feel like high school should have had more, you know, tests where they figure out how each kid learns, like we were talking about earlier, where, okay, are you a hands-on learner? Are you a visual learner? Are you a combination of all whatever, how many learning styles there are, but I felt like that maybe would have been really good. And maybe even through high school promoting individualism, you know, talking about what kind of personality you might have. I mean, because like what you were saying, you know, high school is a lot of learning. You're learning who you are as a person. You're going through puberty, you know. You're getting curious of the opposite sex at the same time. I don't even remember if we had sex education in school or not. Oh, you do, but you just blacked it out pretty much. (laughs) You're like, what? (laughs) They, like, pull you off into a side room to talk about puberty, and then they just, like, quickly fast-forward through sex education and move on. And so they they really don't hit upon it. Oh, okay. At all, yeah. Jeez, yeah. I guess we should, like, round this off and talk about the fact we... We talked about homeschooling, we talked about budgeting, we talked about, like, separating the systems in regards to trying to help focus on each, like, education and, you know, the sports kind of on the side kind of thing. Because what you were saying, it sounded like your principal was not a lot about education, but a lot about those sports. 
and we talked about, you know, other stuff in regards to things that we should have learned in high school to help us prepare for our adulthood. Yeah, I think the overall theme is just break down the standardization. (laughs) Get rid of tests, or at least get rid of, like, the written aspects of the tests that just stress people out and don't actually help them through anything. I mean, they still do that through universities. And it's just, what does that really tell you? It doesn't tell you much. Some people completely black out during a test and, like, forget everything. And so it's just completely unnecessary. Think about real-world experiences and promoting self-growth and self-education and self-curiosity and get rid of the standardization of schools. I mean, you still can have a basic outline of what should be learned and what skills should be gained, but don't do it just through standardized learning and standardized tests and all those square rooms surrounding you with the flickering lights. <laughs> like, Creepy. It doesn't really do much for Callie, I just want to thank you for being on this show today. I mean, I don't think you really have social media that anyone can really follow. Do you have an Instagram? I do not. There's a <laughs> Facebook page out there, but I There's do most of my media work through the moss mountain inn oh that's right that i work for so shout out to moss mountain inn there is a facebook and an instagram page on that what's the best time to even book with you guys right now we're wide open right oh are you guys open in the winter time yeah this is the first year yeah oh because i feel like you were telling me last time that they're not really open during the winter Mm -hmm. we were closed last year just because we just bought it and then this was the first year we're open. We haven't had any bookings since we don't have any winter media or mm. support. So we've been really pushing that hard for this winter. Oh, and yeah. then we're, we're pretty open until, you know, June. It's all wide open. Yeah. I stayed uh, there with my significant other, and it was really nice. It was, it's a bed and breakfast. They serve you breakfast. Continental breakfast oh, now. Continental breakfast now. Mm-hmm. Oh, it was really lovely. You had, like, the... Solarium. Oh, solarium room. Oh, I love that. Like, eating my breakfast in that room was just the best. And then, I think it was the summertime that we came over and hung out. Yeah, something like that. But the breakfast was really good. I mean, you were able to also meet with some of the other guests during breakfast, too. And I thought that community was really pleasant because you get to hear about the other couples or whoever stay in there, where they're from and stuff like that. So it was really nice. But the breakfast was very bomb. So you're saying, like, you guys are open now. Yeah, we're open all year long now. (laughs) Oh, and they have a hot tub. Don't forget that. Yeah, They have a hot tub. Not during the wintertime. Just... During the summer now. Ah, dang. Okay, well. Heating expenses, but. (laughs) I get it. The link will be in the bio for all that material so you can book with them. You can follow their their Instagram page. Got a blog with the website, too. Oh, my gosh. Definitely follow up on that. These are all things that I'm learning right now. (laughs) Wow, I'm blown. Big changes. Uh, But that's awesome because where they're at currently is pretty... Not in civilization, really. So it's a you... serene place. Yeah, definitely for sure. beautiful. Has its own fire pit and stuff too. Really. Oh nice. yeah. All right. Well, thank you so much. Yeah. I hope you have a good Thanks night. Thanks for having me. Hey guys, thank you so much for listening to that podcast video about did the schooling system serve you? You can follow Callie's Instagram page at Moss Mountain 
in, that's the page where you'll be able to look at all their fun pictures that they've been posting. And also you can find their webpage at mossmountainin.com to go and book your next stay with them. Hey, I'm not done with you quite yet. I just wanted to take this time and thank you for listening to today's episode and allowing me to share a moment with you. I hope you know how important it is for me to serve you to my fullest potential. And I hope you enjoy the rest of your day. Thank you. Thank you.